You're listening to Serious Business with Andy Audate. Serious talk on business, marketing, and finance to win in this new economy. In this podcast, every single day, Andy Audate reveals cutting-edge strategies, technologies, techniques, and solutions to exponentially grow your business in the new economy. Hello, and welcome to another Smash the Box podcast. Uh, Today, I'm delighted, all the way from California, Los Angeles, California, to be with Andy Audate. I hope I've pronounced that correctly, Andy. You know, you know, it's, my, my dad says it in the French way. He says, adapt. And, um, but yes, our date is the, way, is the way that I say it in the United States. I did have a little tip off just before we came on on one of your teams because I was having six or seven goes at it before, I, uh, before we came on today. So I thought it's always a good thing to get right at the start. Thanks for saying yes. Thanks for coming on. Um, Andy, you've you got quite a story going on there. And um, you're... You know, a lot of the work you're doing looks really, really inspiring. And one of the great things about this lockdown, um, and, you know, not for a second um, dodging the reality and the seriousness of it and and the tragedy in some cases, but there's always, always positives um, in every story. And it's given me a little bit of time to look up people who are doing inspiring stuff in the world. I've spread my... My site's a little bit further afield, um, all the way to Los Angeles today. And, and Andy, you know, you're an author, you're a motivational speaker, you're a serial entrepreneur, you're founder of um, something called the Progression Conference, which uh, I'm sure is once all this. Yeah, it's, is- a, it's a one-day business. The, the Progression Conference is a one-day business event. You can see the band in the back. It's a one-day yeah, yeah. business event that I, that I created to support young entrepreneurs to really start, grow, and scale their business. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to be asking you all about that. Um, and, but it wasn't always so. And, you know, I, you know, what I know of you, you know, you came from a pretty poor, impoverished background, little to no education, you're self-made. You, you know, you believe in something called endless self-education. So perhaps over to you, Andy, just to tell us a bit, people that don't know you, a um, bit about your story and start wherever you like. Yeah, um, originally from the East Coast in an impoverished area on the East Coast. That's where I come from. I come from the smallest state in the United States, the smallest state. And I was raised in the smallest city of the smallest state. And really impoverished area, man. And drugs, activity, gang violence, guns, the whole nine yards. And I realized that this environment wasn't supposed to be where I was supposed to be from. And I knew I wanted to get get out of there at a young age because... I had visions and ideas that, hey, one day I'll be successful. Not only will I just be successful, but one day I'll take my life to the next level and support my family. And, you know, after endless self-education, I'm still learning today. And self-education just means that I learn from my own experiences and not from a system. And college, I dropped out of college at 18 and a half, 19, because I realized, like, I said, hey, man, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a boss, Mark. I want him to be a boss. Got you, got you. And did you, you say you dropped out of college. Did, who were your sort of uh, early, you know, uh, inspirers, mentors? Did you have a, you know, did you have a person or any or group of people that you thought those are the ones I want to follow? Or was it literally like, you know, you're going to do it your own way? 
Hey, you know, the, that's a great question, Mark. The, the, I realize there's two types of mentors. You got good mentors that's going to lead you um, where to go, and you got good mentors that's going to essentially show you where not to go. And I had a mentor in my college who was my, my professor, and I just remember, you know, looking, and I was like, looking at him, I'm sitting at a desk, and I'm, man, I got this, this idea, this vision about one day I, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be known, I'm going to be somebody. And I'm like, this, this sitting at this desk, I don't think it's so much in alignment with the direction. So I'm looking at my teacher, and my teacher's a teacher who's making $40,000 a year. I'm like, $40,000 a year, you, you know, you do the math, it's three grand and change a month. And I, and I was like, no, it's not for me. But I had a mentor who was showing me what to do, and he was hitting with James. And I worked for James. I was a, a, sales, a sales representative for James. James owned 10 cell phone stores, Metro PCS at the time. Um, this was this was 2013. That was seven years ago, and now he owns over 100 and something locations, 120 something locations now. So he's expanded, and you can see the trend that he's had. Now I learned from him, so I opened up a cell phone store because of him, and that's how I made my first million at 21. Was because I had the direction and the guidance of someone who's already successful. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, it's really interesting you say that because. <clears throat> it's something I talk about in Smash the Box is that I often say, whatever your goals are, whatever your dreams are, because there's so much noise out there. And with social media, it's like, you know, we're, mo we're bombarded, we're marketed to every day. And I always say, find the people who are doing successfully what you want to do or very as close to it as you can and follow them or model them or look at what they're doing and what they consume and kind of ignore everybody else. And, and that's a great example you just gave there. Like you're, you're being so in inverted commas mentored by somebody that's got like, it's nowhere near where you want to be. Um, and I think that mentoring is, I would say choose your mentors very carefully. Yeah, and sparingly, you know, you, you got you to gotta recognize who you want to learn from because I think if you get the wrong mentor, if you end up choosing the wrong mentor, it's very easy for you to essentially uh, be misguided. You know, I, I have two, there's this is mentor that I have who's, his mindset, his teachings about expansion. And then there's another guy who my brother follows and that, that guy is my brother's mentor, but that person is focusing on conservative hey, you don't have to drink the coffee every day. You know, to, to, you, like if you need to save $150 for, for a gas bill, like, okay, so let's look at your expenses and find out where we can decrease your expenses. So maybe save on drinking Starbucks, no more Starbucks. Okay, so no more Starbucks and, and, and sh shut off the light and, and slow down on buying toilet paper. That's that mentor's direction. The mentor that I follow happens to be about, hey, if you need extra, you know, if you need $150, go out and make $150. You know, you don't, you don't save. You want to go out and make the $150. Oh, you need, you need, you need, a, you need an extra five grand for debt. Go out and make the five grand. Don't try to conserve. Go out and make the five grand. So it's about getting around the right type of people that is in alignment with the direction that you want to go in life. Yeah, I hear you. I guess what you're really talking about there is, you know, defense versus attack or offense, as you would call it in the States. And it's, it's a mindset. You see it in sport, don't you? You get teams who, yeah, so, you know, here in the UK, soccer is what you call soccer. We call football is really big. And, you know, the team at the moment that's winning everything here, Liverpool, they play a very attacking style of play. And it's like, okay, you're going to score three, we're going to score four. 
and that's that's their mindset and that's their kind of um other teams play defensive they play not to lose but it's um it is a mindset right right and and you know i'm truly excited that i do have the mindset that i have because as i get as i'm getting older and wiser i'm seeing so much more about people how people's way of living is and recognizing that i think when people hit when when people are attacked in their early 20s that can really shape the the, the direction of their life and at in my early 20s i really realized that 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 attack of your mindset through your activities in the past can dictate your future and what i mean by that is that you can be beat down through uh, through negative relationships. You can be beat down through bad business deals. You can be beat down through negative, you know, uh, wrong economies, bad economies. You can be beat down through bad sales experiences, and all these experiences are gonna sh- may shape your life if you allow them to. And so I recognized this at a young age, and I realized that hey, I can literally dictate my life by even though I get beat down through a bad business deal or or a financial crisis, or you know, bad relationship that doesn't dictate my future. So if many people step in fear, I I choose to step in faith. I hear you. So Andy, how do people do that? Because I think you know you're clearly like a really really motivational guy. You've got lots of energy. You're successful. You're doing it. So that shift, that what you just described there is like okay, you want five thousand dollars you've got to get out of debt. You've got to go and earn that. What kind of things? So when people, you know, come to you, what kind of things, how do you, do you give them? What kind of tools, tactics, techniques do you give people for that? You got, you got to have a vision. You got to, you got to sit quietly for a moment and have a vision. So take one hour and really plan out your life. Um, I don't know what, where my wallet is. Oh, right here. Right here. So my wallet's right here. And in my life, in my life, I have this document where I really wrote out what my life is going to be like. I carry it with me every day. So it's these targets that I set. And it's, a, it's very ironic because this is my year 2020. You know, one of the things that I wrote down in year 2020 is that I said, hey, I will, I will lead a God-fearing woman in a relationship. Uh, I will, I will uh, produce a highly profitable national tour. You know, I created deep, loving, meaningful uh, friendships. Um, you know, so I have revenue goals in here. I have the different ideas that I want to create. So I literally planned out my life. So in this plan, I have the next, the next 12 months at that time. And I share that with you to, to let the audience know, the audience member know, that it's important to have imagination and you utilize wisdom in addition. So you, you, t- you grab a piece of paper and you literally plan in, this, in, the, in, the, in the present, in the future tense. I know you, you plan in the present tense. So I am this, I am that, I am this, I am that. Um, and the words I am is a powerful word, man. I am, it, it's declaring what it is that you are. Um, so, you know, there, there's, there's a story where God said, uh, I forgot where it came from, but essentially there was a question about who was God, and God said, I am. And everyone's like, what is that? What are you talking? What does that mean? God said, I am. I am what? And then whatever follows I am, God is. So you're, you're essentially, whatever you're talking about 
God is, is part of that. So I am fear, like I am fearful, God's in it. I am great, God's in it. You know, I am rain, God's, that's what God is. God has created that, I am. So in recognizing that you, there is power in the words that you utilize in your mouth. There's power in the tongue. There was power when you write. There is power when you're telling your subconscious what it is that you want to accomplish in your life, what is it that you want to create. So when you say I am, whatever follows that is true. So if you say I am crazy, it is true. If you say I am inspirational, it is true. If you say I am a life-changing agent, it is true. So you got to really be careful, number one. So you got to be really be careful about what you say. So number one thing is to write it down and make it plain. Make it understandable to another human being who does not know you. Why? Because if you try to, if you try to, um, if you don't make it understandable to another human being who does not know you, that means it is not clear enough. If you try to just have it just be for you, like I am great and it's not definable, it's not defined, then if another person can't understand it, your subconscious can't understand it. So if your subconscious can't understand it, it's, hard to, it's harder for your brain to actually make it a reality. So now you make it so plain and so visible that a stranger can hear it, understand it, and that means your subconscious can understand it. Your subconscious will work to make it a reality. Because subconscious does not know between right and wrong, left and right. It just knows what it knows based off what you told it. So I am, you write it down and make it plain. Make it understood, make it clear. Then the second thing is in the, the action, as you're getting closer, you got to really spot as to what it looks like when it's coming to fruition. And what I mean by that is that there's going to be points in time. So after you write the I am, there's going to be points in time where you're going to start noticing that, okay, this is coming to life. So I'll give you an example. One of the biggest things that I wanted to create this year was I wanted to find my soulmate. I wanted to find my, my future. I wanted to find the person I was going to be with. And um, I spent a lot of time focusing on self, healing myself, healing my mind, growing my business, understanding what life has to offer. I spent a lot of time understanding that as a single man. And then there came a point in time where I said, hey, I want a, a, a person by my side. And so I wrote, I am leading a God-fearing woman in a romantic relationship. You know, I'm very clear on that. You know what type of woman it is and you know what type of relationship. I'm not talking about because it's very, it can be very iffy if someone says, oh, I have a girlfriend. Like, well, what does that really mean? Is that, are you just having funsies? Like, what does that really mean? So, so you can see the type of man I am in that sentence. I am leading. You can see the type of man I am. So in that, in that example, you can see where I, tra I can see where I transition into, in my life, where when I found one, when I found a woman, I said, I can't be surprised. I asked for it, number one. So when I found the woman, I couldn't be surprised. Then the second thing is when, when there was a time for me to take leadership, I couldn't be scared or fearful because that's what I asked for. I asked to lead a God-fearing woman. So, and so, so when it's time for you to go in the action of starting your business, you can't say, hey, I asked for a business opportunity, receive one, be scared and not take action. So number one is write it down, make a plan. Number two is when you recognize it, take action in the opportunity. Got you. And so, so what I take from that, Andy, is that you be, be specific, be very specific with your words, choose your words. I mean, I'm a big believer in the power of the written word, absolutely. And is that a list that you look at every day, that thing that you pulled out of your wallet? Is that something you would get out every day and look at it? And, or how do you, do you, do you meditate on it? Do you, do you produce mantras from it? Or what, how do you manifest that? It's so clear to me. I actually have a, uh, 
but photographic memory. So I can close my eyes and see it. Yeah. And every day I'm thinking about it. Got it. Every day I'm thinking about the different revenue targets that I have. Yeah. I'm going to support my family, what yeah. I'm going to create in my businesses, what I'm going to, you know, how I'm going to support the, the loved ones that I care about, how I'm going to support my clients, uh, who will I be at the other side of this, of this year. So going into the year, who I be, who I be, um, what is my ways of being at the other side of this year and getting there is, is, a, is, is a journey. Getting there is a journey, but every day, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about how to create, how to shift. And even when a, something like a pandemic happens, I still recognize that the, the vision remains true. Some people's vision ended, Mark, and I think that's really unfortunate. Um, but, but I really, in my life, I, I believe that the vision is still true. I just get to shift, um, recognizing that, the, that, that there's a pandemic going on and that I, just get, I get to, to, to change things to operate in a way that my vision still comes true. Yeah, I think for it's interesting you say that. I was going to ask you about the pandemic because we're recording this at the time of lockdown and uh, across the world, and who knows where we'll be in a few months. But I think that um, this for me, I, and I'll be interested in your view on this. There's different currencies. So finances, money is is one currency. So if all of your vision plan is based solely around that one thing then of course the pandemic is going to massively uh knock that over um but there's other for me i think there's other currencies like trust and goodwill and doing the right thing and and living the values and the virtues that like a lot of the ones you've been talking about and that can't be knocked over by a pandemic and i think that a lot of the it'll be really interesting and i don't know the answer but really interesting to see those individuals, entrepreneurs, businesses um, that survive and those that don't beyond this, because and for me, it'll be the ones that did the right thing and, and, you know, wherever possible um, led on those kind of things, because in, in times like this, um, it, people, I don't know. I think people remember, people remember that stuff. I don't know. You I, I, here's what a businessman or businessman or woman wants to do during this pandemic crisis financial crisis is shift your business to business model to work in this financial crisis so people really gonna not necessarily have to start over some have to start over but not necessarily start over indefinitely but more so make a change in your business model to work in this crisis if you can do so then when the crisis is over you'll see how affluent your businesses so affluence is when you take a spike up when when you when you're a trend like as you're as you're studying your, your your revenue as you're studying your business growth you'll start seeing that you might be like this you may be kind of at a normal trend where you're just operating straight and then um at a point you'll see affluence when you spike up and you just continue to keep going up well you'll start to see that because during this pandemic you sat down and you created a business model that was able to thrive in this. So I'll give you an example. There are, there are bodybuilders where they may charge a few thousand dollars to work with them. And the bodybuilder, that bodybuilder who's also a trainer, is training maybe five, six people, who, and if they're charging six, for six people $2,000 per person, that bodybuilder has been making $12,000 a month for the last few months, which is good money you know, in the US. So you're making 12,000, good income. So $12,000 a month, you're making, 12, then, but the pandemic happens, 
And then you're like, oh my gosh, what, what my clients went away. I can't even be in physical contact with them. So they're no longer paying me the, the, the $12,000. But the bodybuilder, what happened to the bodybuilder is that they have a lot, huge following. So they may have created um, uh, workout plans to work out at home that they're selling for you know, $150 online. Well, out of the, the 700,000 followers that they have online, they're now selling the courses and, and, and online subscriptions to get knowledge from this bodybuilder on how to have a physique. And now $150, and you, you just multiply that, you get, a, you get 100 people in that program. Man, you're end up making $15,000 a month. So $150 a month times 100, you get 15,000 versus the 12,000 you were making before. But this is how one way that the, the bodybuilder may be able to shift their business. So we as entrepreneurs, we got, we got to look at this as a true opportunity and say, okay, what can I do in a state where people are uncertain, they're panicking financially, they're not willing to invest um, a lot of their currency. So what can I do to really change my business model? And then once you end up cracking that code and winning in a, in, in a financial crisis, you'll win at a higher rate in comparison to your competition when the, when the economy goes better. Yeah, that's really interesting. And those 700,000 followers, again, I'll go back to trust, will have been there. Right. They you respect, are. trust, like um, that person. So they will have earned that and earned the right almost to, to pivot and do that. No, I hear that. So Andy, tell us about, you know, you, you talked about bodybuilders there as an example. You, um, who, do you, who do you want to help the most? And, and how does it work with progression? So I guess what, when we come out the other side of this, progression conference is going to hit the road. You're going to be out, you know, inspiring people, helping a lot of people. How does, uh, who is it that you're really looking to help? Who benefits? Uh, number, one, number one, you were right about the trust. You know, you got to build trust ahead of time. I love that you use that as a currency. But, and then, so what I want to share with number two thing, is going to be the, the people I want to help or people I'm supporting and serving is going to be entrepreneurs who are years, typically years zero to 10, and they're in a, the first 10 years of their business, and they're looking for opportunities to expand. Now, zero to 10 being that every single year has been a revenue progressive year. Um, revenue has increased, has increased. So if you're 20 years in, but your revenue is the same, then you're still in the, in, the, in the category of who I'm working with. I'm talking about zero to 10 where your revenue progressed. So, and what, what I'm looking for and serving them, serving my audience, is that people who are really determined and hungry to expand their business at a rapid rate. Uh, the people that aren't attracted to me are the people who are a little bit slower, who are like, hey, you know what, I'm not interested right now. And they more uh, will want to kind of defer or delay their, their growth. Uh, so once you follow my content, what I'm really focused on is massive action at an accelerated rate. Um, I have a brand called Progress Daily, which essentially just means to progress at a daily, on a daily basis in your business. And for yeah. some, it may be uh, not, not, not feasible, but for many it is. So people who are looking to expand at a fast pace, scale at a, at a fast pace, and market and, and get visible on the internet at a fast pace. Fantastic. Fantastic. And is, and that's, so Progression Conference, when it hits the road, is a one-day... Um, business event. It's a, it's a one-day business acceleration event for entrepreneurs fantastic. and business owners. An entrepreneur is someone who starts a business and, and takes on the risk. A business cool. owner is someone who has a system and who has a system where they can remove themselves from the system. 
So if you are walking away from your business, if you are walking away from your business, is your business still running? If you completely go to sleep, take a week off, take a month off, is your business still running? That's when you're a business owner. Entrepreneur is someone who takes on the risk to start a business. And then they may have employees, um, but they're building that system. And then a solopreneur is someone who is working on their own. Uh, they take on the risk, but they work on their own. Um, so more of the self, self-employed self route. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Got you. And <clears throat> tell us also, um, Andy, about the book. You've written a book called No More Average. Yeah. Yes. No More Average. So this book was derived because of an experience uh, recognizing that I wanted to share a message to people. And the message that I wanted to share was stop being average. And average is being, um, being essentially mimicking the ideas and the efforts of the people around you, okay? And at your lowest level, at your, lo- at your lowest level. So my lowest level was when I was in the streets um, hanging around with thugs and gangsters and bang- gangbang- gangbangers. And that was... I was mimicking the ideas because, you know, talking about women the way that they talked about women, um, looking at money the same way that they, they looked at money, um, hanging out with, with people who were negative. So I, I became negative. So I mimicked the ideas and efforts of them and at my lowest level. So I needed to get out of this level. There's, there's three levels, by the way. You have subpar, you have average, and you have preeminent at the top. Preeminent is probably like 2%, um, 2%. Average is 95% of the population and subpar is 3%. So I was at hanging out with people who were really low at the subpar level. So I had to fight my way to get around people who were just average, who were just average in the society. Financially average, emotionally average, uh, intelligence average, relationship average. And then I had to fight and change my territory where I lived I had to fight and change that and got around preeminent people, the people who were the top 2% of the world. And once I got around there, it was a fight to climb out of the average mindset. So I'm literally trying to get to the, hang around the top 2% and the top 2% people is what allowed me to spike up. Yeah. And how did you, how did you go about doing that, Andy? So going back to, so you started Boston, you're now LA, clearly things are going well. I mean, what was, what were the first kind of, you know, so I'm thinking of somebody listening to this thinking, yeah, you know what, I, you know, wherever they are, whether they're in average, whether they're in subpar, thinking I need to change things up. I need to change my circle. I need to. The first thing, the first thing that I did was I had to change my circle, change your environment. So that's going to yeah. be the solution one or solution A is going to be change your environment. Yeah. And then solution two is to get around a group of people who are at a different level than what you're at. Get around a group of people who are in every in one of the ways that you're going to determine this is if you come constantly feel uncomfortable around them. If you constantly feel uncomfortable in a way of being stretched or progressed, not in a way of like, oh man, I'm nervous. Like these people make me uncomfortable. I don't like to, they make me feel weird. I'm not talking about that uncomfortable. I'm talking about uncomfortable as in a way like, hey, I'm constantly being stretched to go to a higher self. So once you recognize that and you really feel like, hey, I'm being stressed to go to a higher self, then you know you are essentially going towards another level. You're, you're getting out of subpar. You're going into yeah. average. You're going, yeah. at, once you're at, in the average, you're not going into preeminence. And so going to that next level is, is a necessity. Get around the next group of people. And you're probably going to have to change your territory. Um, change your territory where you live, change your city, change your work environment, 
change your school. It's going to be something about changing your, your environment. So you're going to have to change that. And you got to change it fast. If you wait on it, you will literally be sucked in. It's like crabs in a bucket. You will be sucked in. So you got to make a massive decision and take massive action to go to that, to go to that next territory in order for you to truly excel. Yeah. That's really interesting to hear you say that. I mean, there's a couple of things that you say. I mean, um, I don't follow a huge amount of people online, but one guy I do follow a bit is Tom Billier. You've probably seen him, Impact Theory, and he talks about seeking discomfort every day. And actually, when, when you think about it in terms of fitness, physical fitness, um, yeah, if you want the body, you want the, you know, the six-pack, um, you've got to go and work out every day and push yourself and push yourself. And, you know, you're going to get a trainer who's going, right, you know, you, you give them the goals <laughs> and, you, and you're going to have to, he's going to push you. Uh, whereas if he, you know, if he sits there going, yeah, don't worry about it today. You're not going to get that. And I think it's the same in life and that, but so often is I see what I see a lot of is people seek comfort, particularly as they get older, actually, that you get into this kind of mindset of like, well, you know, I've worked hard and I deserve that, you know, the break, the, the bottle of wine or whatever it is. And, and that, and it doesn't come naturally as a lot of the time, uh, us humans to seek discomfort, but that's really what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But not, but most importantly, not only to seek discomfort, but receive the knowledge that's necessary for you to expand. And that's going to be from the other people. And mm. it either is direct or it's, or a direct or indirectly influenced. So direct is going to be when someone comes and tells you, you need to specifically do this, or it's going to be indirectly influenced when you're in the environment and you start seeing and recognizing what other people do yeah. of the lifestyle that you want to, of the lifestyle that you want to live. So yeah. for, for example, for example, um, I didn't learn how to be a man for my father for the most part. I, I had other mentors in my life the, who I looked up to as men. And I saw that what they were doing from, from, from a, a level of just watching them versus them telling me. So I learned how to be a boyfriend through watching the men that I want to be like. I, I see, and I saw them in their relationships. They never told me what they did in their relationships. I just saw how they treated their wife. I just yeah. saw how they treated their kids. I just yeah. saw through by being in the environment. Yeah. So it's not just, so you're either going to be directly influenced or you're going to be indirectly influenced and indirect influence is probably going to be the most powerful because you'll know everything that you need to do based on seeing it and then directly being influenced when someone just tells you what to do. Yeah. Do as I do, not what I say. Kind of watch what I do. Yeah, exactly. Do as I do, not what, not what I say. And, and some relationships are more of like, Hey, just do this. And, but I can see that the, the biggest growth that I've had is when I was around other people who were indirect. It was, it was indirect for me. So now I got to change my environment and get around the right groups and really learn from them. Um, and that came from indirect influence by just being in the environment. Yeah. 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 No, I hear you. I hear you. Fantastic. And um, so here's another question for you, Andy, because you've clearly, you know, you've come, you've, come from a place of adversity you've clawed yourself out of that you've made you've you know taken massive action you've changed well all those things you just said you've done it you change your city you change your circle you you change your people you look to and 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 it's worked for you um and you know our stories are different but we've both in our own way come from a place we've had adversity in our lives do you think or to what degree do you think that pain or suffering or adversity is 
I don't want to use, I, hate, I hesitate to use the words necessary, but how much of a factor is that in, in really, really building something successful, finding purpose, having that vision? Do you know where I'm going with this? Because yeah, sometimes, I, I think I, it's level that me, I, I, it's like, yeah, Mark, I, listen, you know, in my case, I lost my son. Wow. And, and it's like, Mark, I hear you, I get it. And you're, it's amazing what you're doing. But look, look what happened. Yeah, I, they almost, it's like, that's why. That's why you're like this. That's why you're always talking about purpose. That's why you're always trying to inspire everyone. Um, chill out. <laughs> you, have a different, you have a different perspective on life um, than anyone else. Then, and I, and I, 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 can't, I couldn't imagine how you feel with losing your son. I, I could not imagine that. Um, I never had a son. And I haven't had a son yet, but I know there's a tremendous amount of love in what you created. And for what you went through, you, you have some strength that most humans don't have. And, and I acknowledge you and I acknowledge what you went through and then you still pushing through. And I think really what it comes down to is the level of endurance or pain that you can handle. And then, you know, 50 Cent said it, said it best in a, in a, in a story. He said, um, he said, when I look at this business decision of $150 million and, you know, I could either win it or I could lose it, and I'm making this business decision, he compares it to the loss of that business deal and comp he compares it to losing his mom at age eight and the mm -hmm. pain that he felt. And he looks at life so differently than most humans. So in recognizing that, if he says that he loses $150, $150 is it worse than lose than how, what he did, how, what he felt with losing his mom? And if the answer is yes, or if the answer is no, it's not worse. Then he can handle the 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 the, the turmoil of losing 150 million. So yeah, now he's will, will, what's that? Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Perspective, yeah. Perspective. So now he can go in and make that business decision. And I think that you know, someone in my case, when I look at the grand scheme of life. Um, you know, I see my grandfather on a deathbed. And when you just look at this life for really for what it is, like I'm talking to my, my life partner yesterday and I'm telling her, I'm like, hey, we want to accomplish something in the next 15 years. I'm 25 now. I want to do something by 40. I want to do something phenomenal in the next 15 years. So I'm telling her the vision. And I told her we have 5,475 days to do this. 131,085 hours to accomplish this. So I broke it down to, I said, when you, baby, when you go to sleep tonight, just take off eight hours off that 131,045, you know? So when you, like, you got to look at it like that. So when I look at it like that, <clears throat> and, I, and, I, and I essentially say, okay, I'll be alive for this many hours. If, I, if, if I'm going to die at 80 and I do the math, you know, between now and 80, I'm going to end up dying. When I look at whatever is in front of me and I, and I compare it to my death, which I've already accepted my death and I compare it to my death, then it's kind of like, so small like this business deal or getting on a plane or you know moving it you know starting a business that shit is so fucking tiny compared to your life so yeah. when you look at it like that like what the fuck are you scared about you know so yeah. yes it does have something to do with it mark um i, I truly think the challenge with your son and, and i and i and i speak life in heaven for him and but i think that it has something to do with your success and your push and your desire to support others and i couldn't imagine the pain that you endured but i know that the challenges that are in front of you 
yeah. are, are like willow in comparison to the loss of your son. Yeah, you know, you're very kind. And I, I think that and I'm just intrigued because I think that um, we all have things that we can learn and we can all, it, you know, we, 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 you and I, for example, we might have different approaches, but where we're, I'm very, very in tune with what you're saying is that that kind of fast forwarding to the end of your life kind of deathbed scenario. I've done that. I've wow. done that. And, and <clears throat> it's like, um, okay, so that's the end. I, and I've accepted that. So, Hey, what a huge opportunity I've got starting right yeah. now <laughs> in the next few minutes to go and, and embrace life. And it, and it is, you know, there is so much, I was going to, so I often say there's so much time. There is so much time and there's not so much time, but I just do see it as just like, it's fear. Often it's so often it's fear that holds people back. And I think when you have probably, and we'll have our own versions of this, but you, you know, you, you've had an experience earlier in your life. Um, I had mine more recently and in different ways for me, I look at it. I think the worst things already happened. It's already happened. So I could say taking a risk over here, taking a risk there, like what's the worst thing that can happen. But um, I like the story, the 50 cent story. Um, thanks. But you got you got it. You got it. You can't like like when I the, the listeners who hasn't had a loss. You you gotta look at it as if you were or as if you had, and put yourself in that mindset. It, you know I think it's powerful to control the way that you think in the mindset in the mind frame, or, or the the frame of mind that you're that you're in. So what I mean by that is like I'm fortunate to not have such a, a loss in family, um, but. I put myself in a mindset where what would I think if I did have a loss? If I was the loss and I lost my life, what would I have wanted to accomplish? And would I want to be scared and living in the impoverished environment that I grew up in and be around gangbangers for the rest of my life? And then look at, look at you know, the, the beginning of my bookmark, the introduction, literally the first page when you actually read the, start reading the book, it says, imagine this, you are on your deathbed lying down with your eyes closed, glued to the ceiling. That's how you start the book. Like, hello, like, that's how you start the book. Imagine this, you are on your deathbed. Like, like imagine like, when you buy a book, you're like, oh, you know, personal development book. Imagine this, you are on your deathbed lying down with your eyes glued to the ceiling. Death is around the corner. Any minute, hour, day now, it is soon to be your time. What is the conversation you have with yourself? It is based on one of the two. You realize you live your life as the real you, or you live your life as the unfulfilled you. That's the first paragraph of the fucking book, Mark. Like, look at your life in a perspective that you are dead. What, and then reverse engineer. That is, I think that's the, the way to live life. Look at life in perspective of being dead and reverse engineer. Go from death to now all the way back to where you were. Even if you're 15, even if you're 25, even if you're 35, 45, look at reverse engineer life and say, I'm gonna make the best of it. And recognize there will be fear. I'm not saying there's not gonna be fear. I'm saying amidst the fear, you take massive action and you start going to live life at a different level. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm in a state of fear, Mark. I'm about to move. I'm about to leave Los Angeles, actually. I'm leaving LA. And, and I feel the same fear that I felt when I left the, the environment that I was and, and moved to LA. And I'm saying, I'm going to a new season in life and I recognize that and I'm scared. I'm nervous. And I said, yes, I'm excited because of that. I know on the other side of fear is a true blessing. Yeah, fear, F-I-A-D, fear. Fear is a direction. F-I-A-D, fiat. 
So every time you feel fear, just say the word fiat. Fear is a direction. And fear, essentially, I think, is a spiritual direction of like, hey, I need you to go in that direction. You got to go in that direction. And some people are saying, oh, it's uncomfortable. I want to retract. And I'm saying, no, fiat, you need to go in that direction because on the other side of that, that, that fear, there's a huge, massive blessing, not only for you, but the people that depend on you. And the people that depend on you, I'm not talking about the people who depend on your finances, who depend on you to pay rent. I'm talking about the people who depend on your life's purpose. I hear you. Andy, I, and I didn't even know that about the book. That's, that's, that's spooky that you say that. Listen, Andy, I know you've got, uh, you've got to go shortly. And um, it's really inspiring listening to you. And, and um, what I love about what you were just talking about that is like, yes, there's fear. And it's not yes, but it's yes, and. And like, I, I see that a lot in um, this happened and this happened to me and I'm afraid of this. Yeah. And what are we going to do with that? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, what is the, what, what's the future? Uh, I'm going to ask you two questions to sort of give you a chance here to, uh, before we go. First of all, what, what does the future hold for, for Andy and for everything that you're doing? Um, and, and what's the one thing that you want to leave us with Andy today? So the one thing I want to leave you with is take massive action. Take massive action. You already know what you got to do. I don't got to inspire you. You already know what you got to do. And if you're in a place where you're listening to me and you're like, Andy, I just don't, I still don't know. I think that is a complete lie. And what's happening in your life is that you are currently in a place of imbalance. So if, if someone says, hey, I don't know what I got to do and what my life's purpose is, the challenge is right now you are imbalanced. We are all given the opportunity and direction in life. Everyone has the opportunity. There is not a single soul who doesn't have. It's when you are, when you are imbalanced, and what an imbalance could look like is that my dad tells me to go to college. My heart says I, I, I want to be an entrepreneur. When that means you're imbalanced. You're, and you have so much trust in your father, and then, but your heart says to be an entrepreneur, and you're like, oh, I'm imbalanced. Or you know, your mom tells you to go be a doctor. Your dad tells you to be a lawyer. Your heart says I want to be an artist. And you don't see the money for the art right away, so you're imbalanced. But what I'm saying is for you to look internally and make a decision based on what you want. And the way to, one way to do that is to reverse engineer from death. If you looked at your death, if you looked at your death, laying down on the deathbed, kind of reverse engineer to right now. When you're laying down on your deathbed, would you be happy? Which direction would you be happy with? If you're laying down and you're like, "Yo, I became the artist," "Yo, I became the entrepreneur," or "I became the college student," like which way would you be happy? So once you determine that, all right, now take massive action in that direction, regardless of the challenges that's in front of you. Number three is going to be change your environment and get in front of the right group of people who's going to support you up. Who's going to support you up? Go to nomoreaveragebook.com. Get the book where I talk about subpar levels, preeminent average levels, and how to get out. Like specifically, I break it down step by step in No More Average. Go to nomoreaveragebook.com and get your copy. But regardless of say, Mark, it's going to be change your environment, take massive action, and get around like-minded individuals who can really support you go to the next level. I love it. Reverse engineer, massive action, get your group, get your circle right. Um, you mentioned the book. Where are any other contact details for you, Andy? People listening to this can contact you? Yeah, Andy Audate on all social media platforms. A-N-D-Y-A-U-D-A-T-E. A-N-D-Y-A-U-D-A-T-E. A-T-E. Uh, fantastic. Andy, it's been a blast. Listen, thank you for sharing your, your energy, your wisdom, your experience, your faith. You're just, you know, you're living and breathing it. And I, I defy anyone not to be inspired by you. I'm getting the vibes 
just through the Zoom call. I mean, yeah. uh, imagine in person. Wow. I mean, uh, I really, really hope that we get to meet in person one day. Uh, I'm so glad I found you. Um, keep doing what you're doing. And um, I really encourage people yeah, to look. Speaking of events in the UK next year, man. Are you? Let's talk. Uh, I got to come to the UK and meet with you, Mark. Got to do some speaking events in the UK. We're going to do some stuff. We're going to do some stuff. Come to, well, let me know when you're coming to London or UK, anywhere in the UK. And right, right. Um, we'll do some more. How far are you from London? I'm, I'm in it. I'm in London. Are you in London? Hey, Mark, right. I appreciate you, man. Now it's time for global expansion, and I appreciate you. And that's one of the things I want, I want to leave the audience off with, man, is once you get to a point where you understand why you're on Earth, start thinking globally where you can get in front of people on a global level. Uh, forget your small city, forget your small state, get global, get in front of a large group of people. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Think big. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for coming on and uh, have a fantastic day.